Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes, he scores! Mark Stone, short-handed goal, took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two of the program, wrapping up the week, going into the first preseason game of the Vegas Golden Knights in the 2021-2022 National Hockey League season. 7 o'clock on Sunday night at T-Mobile Arena, the old Copper Coliseum. will be jamming with hockey against the San Jose Sharks for the first of seven for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we are broadcasting uh, the VGK Insider Show on location at Finley VW in the Valley Auto Mall. Come on down, say hi to us. Carnell Johnson, Golden Pipes, uh, is walking around here. We're going to bring him on in just a little bit and uh, and try and play a little bit of that uh, old anthem, the old Christmas tree anthem uh, that we uh, were talking about from O Canada a couple of weeks ago from the Las Vegas Posse in the CFL days. Mm-hmm. You guys had never heard about it uh, until then. Uh, I wonder if Carnell's heard this story uh, about this anthem. And then we'll talk a little bit about the VW models that are around here. You can come down and, uh, and talk uh, some of the uh, prices, some of the uh, models available with Carnell, who just happens to be moving some inventory right now. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace, and we are uh, talking uh, hockey now, strangely enough, we, which is different than we what we were talking about during the break, uh, which at some point, there's going to be a lull in the season. I will get to, uh, to that. But Pete DeBoer was asked today during his media availability about how he's going to approach these seven preseason games mm-hmm. because he hasn't had a really extensive exhibition schedule before in his three seasons with the Vegas School of the Night. So this is new with the Vegas School of the Night side, a chance to experiment, uh, try things out, test some chemistry. And uh, this is Pete DeBoer just talking about uh, the approach to Sunday and beyond. We're kind of looking at a seven. We've got seven exhibition games. Obviously, the last couple we want to get as close to our lineup as we can heading into the regular season. Uh, I think the early exhibition games are a, a mixture of seeing some veterans. Maybe, you know, for me, I'd like to see as much of the guys that I don't know as well uh, the new guys, Patrick Howden, those type of guys, um, you know, sprinkle in some of the other veterans. But I, I think in a perfect world, especially some of our our more veteran veterans, uh, they don't, they don't need to play more than three or four of the seven games. A chance to see some of the young kids that are that are knocking on the door. So that tells you that you're going to see a lot of Nolan Patrick early, which will be great because we're wondering uh, just where this player is uh, when he's trying to uh, get back to that form that got him drafted second overall. It was interesting. uh, Pete also touched on Nolan Patrick and uh, being assigned the opportunity to coach somebody like uh, with the pedigree of Nolan Patrick. And he his response was. I thought very, uh, it shows you the level uh, of Pete and, and where he comes at these types of uh, situations. He said, the, nobody knows players like coaches know the players because they're with them every day. They're on the bench with them. They see the frustrations, the successes, uh, how they deal with certain situations. And Kelly McCrimmon coached Nolan Patrick for his junior career. Yeah. So Kelly McCrimmon knows Nolan Patrick's game and the personality and uh, how he uh, approaches the game as well as anybody. And 
Kelly McCrimmon made the trade for Nolan Patrick. That gives you instant confidence to aspire to expect big things from Nolan Patrick. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, with, with this, within this organization, Pete DeBoer, I, I think everyone's got high expectations and high hopes for Nolan Patrick to kind of get back to being the player that he was the first couple of years that he was in the league. And, you know, it, it was a, a tough go the last uh, season or so for Nolan Patrick in Philadelphia. But this is a clean slate. This is an opportunity to play in a new organization with a general manager that you're very comfortable with and a head coach that, that I think really understands what you can bring to the table because of the experience your general manager had coaching you when you were younger. I think it's a really good opportunity and a good situation for Nolan Patrick with the Vegas Golden Knights. And honestly, the more exhibition games that he can play and the more comfortable he can get within that setting, the better off for the beginning of the year. And I'm sure that Kelly McCrimmon can give Pete uh, a little bit of guidance on on everything and how much to push and uh, how to handle uh, the player. I I found that one uh, particular uh, to be uh, illuminating on, on where Pete DeBoer is going to come from. it. Now, the power play, we know has been uh, a main focus. And, and I think a lot of what the power play has come under uh, with the scrutiny is because every other part of the success of this team has been almost flawless. Mm-hmm. And the power play is the one neon flashing light. So I, I don't think it's necessarily as bad as it's made out to be, but it's nowhere near to the same level as the rest of the production and the efficiency of the organization. And Pete uh, was asked three times in a row Mm. different questions, but uh, was cued about how this power play is going to evolve and who's going to play on it. Will it be Evgeny Dadanov, who's had some great power play production in the past, or will they kind of stick with the tried and true and tweak with the the players that uh, have been utilized in the past? Here's Pete DeBoer on the man advantage. Uh, It's an emphasis. Uh, I think the fact we have... Uh, a little longer runway to start the season you know it's not like the bubble camp or even last January's camp where we're jumping right in Um, you know but definitely a focus I mean it it has to be at the top of our priority list and I'm I'm very confident that we're going to get it in a good place oh he'll help but um, you know I, I think as a group we all have to be better you know individual players coaches you know, the additions, all, all those things. I think the fresh start is going to help. I, I I really believe the power play, like the penalty kill, is is, is a real confidence-based uh, piece of your game. And, you know, when it when it starts to snowball the wrong way, and, and I've seen it on the penalty kill too, everything goes in. So, you know, I, I think we fell into that a little bit last year. Uh, you know, it was really average during the regular season, but obviously was well below average uh, during the playoffs, and, and we fell into that. So I think the break, uh, the, the, the reset, uh, the additions, um, you know, the challenge of everybody being better, it's going to be better. Yeah. Well, you know, we've looked, we're looking at everything, obviously. I, I think the, what you do in the summer is, is you, you look at uh, what didn't work, you look at the best teams, what they're doing, um, you know, I got a chance to spend some time with with uh, uh, Bruce Cassidy and uh, at the Olympic uh, uh, meetings in in uh, Banff. You know, Boston's had one of the top five power plays in the league for the last five six years. So, 
you know, every time you have conversations with people like that, you, you come up with ideas that, that maybe you can, that can help you. Talk to a couple of people who were at that session with Hockey Canada in Banff. And there, Barry Trotz was there. Uh, John Cooper was there. There's uh, Bruce Cassidy, mm-hmm. Pete DeBoer, a lot of coaches, uh, Doug Armstrong, uh, uh, St. Louis Blues, who's running Team Canada. There was a whole bunch of people there. Uh, hockey minds, and they were all sharing stuff. So that that's interesting that Pete uh, goes as far as t- t- they they talk to to Bruce Cassidy. But the power play, uh, like Dadnov is the, the guy that he, he referenced. Like mm-hmm. he'll help, uh, and I, I really do think so. Maybe not in the number one unit, but I'll I'll be interested to see if that if that occurs. Uh, the power play from a big goal at big times point has to be more efficient. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be something that the Golden Knights can utilize in, in the moments where they need to swing momentum one way or another. And, you know, again, when you, when you kind of look throughout the playoffs, especially throughout the playoffs, there were opportunities for the Golden Knights to either put games away, make things easier on themselves, or get themselves back into, game with, uh, into the game with a big power play goal, and it just wasn't there. Key situations is where I really judge uh, special teams for, for a hockey club, whether it be a, a strong penalty kill at the right time or a big power play goal to, to, to do something within a game where you're, you, you need something. Um, I just want to see it be more consistent. In those moments, those, those big situations, I want to know that that's something that can reliably come through for the Golden Knights. So the big boys, Martinez, Petrangelo, Theodore, mm-hmm. the blue line, uh, the, the top two lines at today's scrimmage weren't out there. Yeah, they were on the other rink. Right, I believe I saw Martinez and uh, uh, go across to the to the other rink. Mm-hmm. Riley Smith go across in the other rink. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shaking uh, my head in in amazement if that's what they were working on over there with I, with some of that. Yeah, I mean, I Dadnov was over there. I feel like it probably makes sense that they were working on the power play. Um, yeah. I was watching the scrimmage from my comfy chair. Yeah, well, I wasn't yeah. as interested in the power play as I was at maintaining my comfy red chair at City National Arena. Mm. You should try those. Uh, we also heard from Pete DeBoer today, and this was Chris Chapman's question. Yeah, buddy. This was Chapman's question, and when he started to ask it, I got a little concerned. Was this the one he didn't want to tell me yesterday? I don't know. Chapman, was this the question that you had yesterday that you wanted to ask Pete? Because... The question that you asked today was a good question. Uh, the question that you asked today was a traditional question, uh, very hockey-focused. I had the, the idea that yesterday's question was left field. <laughs> it so, was. Of course it was left field. <laughs> yeah, so you, 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 so you changed your question. He no, did. no, no, no. I, no, I no. had this ready to go yesterday, but I just didn't have the opportunity to ask him yesterday. Not when he was coming on, but I figured I would ask it another time, but... Okay, so it was the same question it that was, you were going to ask yesterday. I was going to ask him this yesterday in the press conference. The question I was going to ask him oh. on the show was, was a little bit different. Okay, so that's, that's what we, uh, we thought, that you weren't brave enough to ask your goofy question in the press conference. <laughs> oh, he's brave enough. Yeah. But instead he went with the hockey question, which was a good hockey question. And it gives me a little bit of uh, pride with, with you, Ryan, in knowing that we made the right decision yesterday on the, on the air when we had Pete on the program that we didn't allow uh, him to ask a question. But here's, here's the, uh, the uh, question to Pete today, just about 
This trend, this team has has gone from year one Stanley Cup final and an expansion team, and transitioned a lot of those players uh, through to the point now where it's it's a, a mature franchise, but a different franchise from from the locker room. But they've been able to maintain a very high level of competitiveness, and how unusual that is. Here's Pete DeBoer uh, answering Chris Chapman's query. Well, it never happens, right? I, I mean, this is such a unique situation where this team had such success early with uh, the expansion draft players, and, and those players are obviously older and more veterans, and you know, so everybody knew there was going to be a natural shift at some point to, to some of the younger players that they've drafted or signed or brought in. Um, but you know, the fact that group had such success early uh, you know they've been able to transition that keep keep the core of that group that hasn't aged itself out uh, still here uh, which sets the foundation for the organization and there's some really good young players coming up and uh, and and are ready to contribute so you know I, I don't know I don't know if you'll ever see that again that was a great question and a solid answer from Pete DeBoer, so much so that, uh, that I may put it into our one-hour pregame show before uh, the opening game of the season, talking about the evolution of this team. So congratulations, Chapman. Now, that said, I want to know what the goofy question was. Well, I, I don't really know if it was all that goofy. I, I because we talked about getting you back. You were scared to answer it. Ask well, it well we, we, were, we talked yesterday with Pete about getting back to normal and what that's like, so... I was just going to ask him what his favorite city to be on the road is and if he has a go-to restaurant. Like, he's really looking forward to getting back and saying, hey, maybe in Toronto there's this dynamite seafood place I'm going to go to. Or in New York, I'm a big fan of Peter Luger's. Maybe I'm going to go to Peter Luger's when we're in New York for those six days in December. I don't think it's that goofy. Oh, it's not as goofy as, as I thought it was going to be. I just assumed it was going to be. The last time we had him on, you asked him about Christmas carols. The time before that, you asked him about cake and an airport. So for, <laughs> no, he forgive, brought he brought for, up the cake. Forgive in the me, <laughs> forgive me for just assuming that you wanted to ask him a goofy question. I mean, at least they were timely. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, solid, 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 solid point there. Uh, let's get into our top five. It's uh, top five guarantees as we launch uh, a new top five. Uh, in the VGK Insider Show. A reminder, uh, at 525, 5.30, uh, we are going to bring on Golden Pipes, Carnell Johnson uh, from uh, Finley VW as we broadcast live from the Valley Auto Mall. I love it when people, when we're at the dealership like this, and they walk through with paperwork, yeah. and they're going to sit down. Yeah. I, I kind of get excited. Well, it's fun. Yeah, the, it, new, like, new vehicle, new purchase. I'm, I'm excited by proxy for sure. Yes. Because like you know that feeling, right? Like yes. everyone's been in a situation where they go in, they sign the paperwork, they drive off with their new car, and it is just a fun thing to do. It's awesome. I, I get the, just pumped up about that. I'd love to wear wearing one of those whoops to see what the heart rate uh, does during the course of that. You have a whoop? I don't. Oh. Oh. Uh, so here's our top five, and it's uh, guarantees. For What's this today's number? <gasps> there it is. What number is that? Five. Five. Five is the number of the day. The best part is, I made fun of him earlier because he didn't prepare anything, <laughs> and he just did that on his own, but that's, didn't tell us. That's awesome. 
Did you know that was coming? No, I had no idea no. it was coming. You couldn't tell that from my face? <laughs> hey, Chapman, can I get that one more time, please, so I'm a little bit more prepared to go with number five? Okay, yeah. yeah well, I don't, do it. Just so you know, I don't have a four, three, two, one, but I do have a five. <laughs> well, you've got the weekend to figure it out, <laughs> yes. buddy. What's today's number? <gasps> there it is. What number is that? Five. Five. Five is the number of the day. That's the greatest thing you've ever done. Yeah, and, and then following it up with the fact that, just so you know, I don't have a 4-3-2-1. In, in, in reality, you didn't have to tell us that. No, you just no, had to have no. it ready well, by well, Monday. You know, I, I, I figured it would be, you know, I would just share it with you guys. Actually, in, in case you asked for it, I yeah. wasn't like, uh... Well, we're not doing all five today. We just do one. No, I know, I know. So you guys, you guys liked it then. You liked the number five. five yeah, is the it was fantastic. Okay. I just like that you put two seconds of thought into it. <laughs> what led you to using that particularly? That's what I want to know. Google. No, no. I and I, and I don't know. Maybe people recognize that. But uh, I, Google. I, I was a big Sesame Street fan growing up. And I always knew they had l- little songs about uh, numbers. And I, I was watching Family Guy the other night. And they showed the... the the old school Sesame Street where they count to 12 and it's the old pinball game. And it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So I was like, oh, let me find some Sesame Street show music to, to throw in to the, you, to the show. You didn't go with the count. Okay, that's fine. We, um, we have four, four numbers to go, so you never know what's going to well, show up on Monday. I feel like the number of the day, it, it should be the same throughout all the numbers. So you, get, you just got to find that clip for the number 4, 3, 2, and 1. Anyway, top five at five. We've got five guarantees for the 2021-22 NHL season from a season uh, from a league-wide perspective and from a Golden Knights perspective. What do you want to do first? Dan? League. You want to do the league? Yeah. All right. This is the no-brainer of all no-brainers. I don't think anyone's uh, going to accuse us of really going out on a limb here. Uh, the number five guarantee this year, Connor McDavid, will lead the league in points. The only question is whether it's double digits or not. It'll be double. It'll be double digits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Connor McDavid. I I put him down as the leading point producer, barring injury, mm-hmm. uh, for the next five years. I think, I think we're looking at a player that's going to flirt with 170 points. Wow. It's not that, far. It's not no. far off what he did last year. I know, but 82 games and, and the compacted schedule. He's a year better. Uh, did you happen to see? So they were doing line uh, drills yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. They call them line busters or yep. whatever uh, terminology you want to use. But you skate from one end down to the goal line and, and back and then to the blue line and back. And anyway, they were doing this drill. And it's basically to skate you into the ice. Yep. Coaches, coaches will do it uh, at the end of, uh, end of a practice. Well, Connor was so far ahead of everybody. That he was basically lapping the field. Yeah. And, and it's not like the rest. It wasn't like one guy was way behind. Yeah. And he was out of shape. He was just, everybody else was the same. And Connor was lapping them. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. It was, it was essentially like Connor was the entirety of the Vancouver Canucks. And, and the rest of his team were Oliver ekman Larson. Yes. Oliver ekman Larson did have some yep. uh, fatigue issues yes. the other day in the same drill uh, with, the, with the Vancouver Canucks. That's, uh, that's our number five guarantee of the year that Connor McDavid will lead the National Hockey League in point production this year. These are meant to be guarantees. So oh, there will be a little bit obvious, but uh, we want to make sure that we uh, bring you some things that 
we can lean on midseason when everything's falling uh, apart with our some of our predictions uh, that we can say, hey, we got that one right. What about with the BGK, number five? All right, the number five guarantee for the Vegas Golden Knights, Shea Theodore finishes top five in Norris Trophy voting. Which is interesting because he's been sixth the last two years. Just on the outside of that number. So a, a little step up puts him into the top five, mm-hmm. and I think there's uh, some some good room there for Shea Theodore with a fully consistent season. We've seen stretches of Shea Theodore be among the best defensemen in the National Hockey League, and seeing firsthand, being on the ice, witnessing Alex Petrangelo's game last year in the playoffs, I think will give uh, Shea Theodore some confidence. A, a, a season where... He knows where everybody is. The alpha, everything uh, on that blue line core will uh, allow for a more consistent season. So he puts it together. No-brainer. Shea Theodore's top five in best defenseman voting. Yeah, and he's been really, really good so far the first couple of days in camp. His his legs are moving. He's making guys miss. He's making it look so easy. So uh, I, I'm thinking like kind of going back to our initial conversation at the beginning of the show where we were talking about where can that extra offense come from outside of your top six your top two lines while I think there's a case to be made for Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar uh, there's certainly a case for Shea Theodore taking another offensive step and I think that this could be the year that he really really explodes on the scene the power play too mm-hmm. yeah like how many power play goals I'm just going to look it up right now uh, power play goals did Shea Theodore score last year? That that's something that if you get the production from an offensive defenseman, a guy that spends that many minutes on the power play, mm-hmm. and and you start getting some of those shots to go, uh, it's going to be yeah. Didn't have a power play goal last year. Yeah, that, it, that's surprising, I, right? I, I mean, I it is, and you know, throughout his career, just uh, nine power play goals for Shea Theodore out of his 44. If that can be something that he just kind of, you know, there's an uptick, six or seven power play goals somewhere in there as as a quarterback, I think that you're looking at one of those years where Shea Theodore just kind of dominates and gets those headlines and gets himself into that top five in the Norris. We're going to save Mark Stone for the end of the show and his comments on Robin Leonard, and we'll eat a little bit into Chris Chapman's uh, catching up with Chapman. If that's all right with you, Chapman, has to be because I just said it on live radio. So uh, it we have doesn't to... really matter what I think. No, so. it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't at all. Uh, but uh, coming up next, Carnell Johnson, the uh, Golden Pipes himself, is going to stop by as we broadcast live from Finley VW. Uh, they were nice enough to uh, invite the VGK Insider Show down to the Valley Automall. We'll talk a little bit about the inventory here, uh, what he's got going on, and we'll also play that a little bit of that uh, great anthem from the Las Vegas Posse uh, days when the anthem singer sang O Canada like it was O Christmas Tree. Uh, And we'll get Carnell Johnson's impression of that performance and whether or not that was worse than my offering and my attempt to uh, sing the American National Anthem. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. On to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of biggest stories of the day and it's a tie hockey game on the bgk insider show (laughs) 
We're at the Fiddly VW here in the Valley Auto Mall, uh, hanging out at the VGK Insider Show for a couple of hours. Melissa is from Lansing, the general manager here at uh, Finley VW. And I said, oh, State's off to a good start. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a State fan. I, it's amazing things you discover. And whether she wanted that on the air or not, I talked about her on the air. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. And here's Carnell Johnson. The uh, Golden Pipes himself is, uh, is here in the house. What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, it's, uh, a lot. Just uh, I actually work here now at uh, yeah. Finley BW in the uh, Valley Auto Mall, and I've uh, been here for about nine, ten months now. Congratulations um, on that. Thank you, thank you, and then just uh, ramping up for the start of the season. So what's your favorite model, VW? Let's get, oh, let's get some business out of it, oh, because man. I love the Passat. I had a Passat uh, uh, when I was back in Canada. I l- love that model. Give me an idea of, of, of where, where you guys are with inventory and, and models that are out right now. Well, we have a, a couple of, uh, of my favorite models are the Atlas Crossport, which is our SUV, mm-hmm. um, five-seater. Uh, it's the more sportier model, looks a little less like a dad car, but still a little bit like a dad car. And then the Arteon, which is kind of the um, the equivalent to like a, a nice Audi, mm-hmm. um, but just that's the one right over here. Yeah, that's that one right there. Yeah. Um, Look at that moonroof. It's a it's it's a it's a beautiful car, yeah. and and it's and a lot of people uh, rate it as one of the most underrated cars. So people come out and see the Arteon. That's one of our best cars out so here. So that's uh, Jetta Passat. Everything kind of rolled into one, but on with with uh, extra stuff. More of like a sedan yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bigger sedan level, yeah. Love it. Uh, he didn't know what... Uh, do you remember the old um, uh, Westphalias? Do you remember those? No. That does nobody know? remember the old Westphalia camper vans? Generation, buddy. No, My yeah. goodness, <laughs> you guys. I do. Oh, Chapman, there does. you go. There's Chapman. You guys have something yeah. in common. It's Ch- Chapman would live in a broken down Westphalia. <laughs> not broken sure. down. Definitely uh, not broken down. It's for, got a function. Sure. Come on. So uh, we're we're hanging out here at uh, at Finley VW, the Valley Auto Mall. Um, it, you got the great uh, great store here. Uh, you're moving some product. Uh, do you sing the anthem every day to start the workday here? If I did that, I probably wouldn't have a job anymore. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I tend to shy away from that a little bit. Um, no, when I come here, uh, it's all business here, and, and they are, they're really going to be like, you know, if you go do your anthem thing, you go do that. But when you're here, we're, we'll never ask you to do that. Are you okay if people just stop by to, to talk to you about hockey and things oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. The Finley VW? I've had, I've had uh, quite a few people just be here and then be talking to one of the uh, one of the the cus- uh, not customers one of the sales associates and they just be like oh yeah you know uh, you're a big hockey fan and they're like yeah they're like well you know he works here and so I'll stop by and just say hi talk to him for a couple minutes and yeah it's that's all good I think there's a TV radio commercial in there somewhere uh, <laughs> where 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 we use Carnell to his uh, to his both of his abilities one uh, moving some product and yep. uh, and the inventory and the other one singing the anthem like we just saw somebody go by with paperwork mm-hmm. closing a deal over there yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> you we're, we're getting back to it, you yeah. know, slowly but surely. Absolutely, we're getting back to it. Now, did, were you in this business before? No. So, uh, what's it been like for you? Uh, it's it's a learning curve, but yeah. it's good. You know, I'm in I'm in the marketing side of all of this, yeah. so I'm not the one out there signing all the signing paperwork papers, for you, but, but I'm the one who gets you to the store or to the website or whatever, um, so that you can check out uh, all the inventory. Um, and, you know, I, I, I have the fun job. I like to say that, you know. Because you're used to marketing. Like, you market yourself. Yes. Uh, so yeah. you've got that kind of. Yeah. So a small background yeah. of it. But, like, like corporate marketing, it's it's different. And it's been, um, 
it's been it's been fun learning all about it though what's been unique about it kind of in, in this landscape just in trying to come up with things that generate that interest i i think especially with this store I see a lot of us getting out into the community. So we do your your typical uh, marketing with ads, radio, TV, and all of that stuff in print. But we do a lot of stuff out in the field. We go to auto shows. Um, we help out the community. Uh, just different things like that. And so that's been my biggest draw to it is... You know, we don't just sit behind a desk and type, type, type away and be like, oh, yeah, that app looks good. Run it, you know, however many times on this channel. Um, but, yeah, no, I love getting out and talking to people uh, about, you know, sometimes a lot of people will come and talk to you. They have Volkswagen stories. Oh, yeah, I owned a Carmen Ghia back in the day or I own a CC Sport. It's just a lot of different things. You can't be throwing out models like that and not know what a West Valley was. Oh, yeah, I can because those are the people that have told me their <laughs> models. <laughs> Carnell and I have a uh, sort of a <laughs> adversarial relationship. Yeah, he got you. <laughs> all that? He got you. Would you right call there. it an uh, <laughs> adversarial relationship? I, want, I wanted to bring you on because, one, to chat with you, because we very rarely do we have this much time to be able to, uh, to sit down and, and talk to you. But the other one was uh, a couple of weeks ago I was bringing up this anthem attempt uh, that occurred at the Las Vegas Posse. Uh, game in the old CFL, well, it's still the CFL, but the old Las Vegas Posse uh, time during the American expansion, and it's 25, 30 years ago, and the singer was Dennis Casey Parks. What was his? Uh, Greg Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Come on, how could you forget was this guy? His, uh, <laughs> was a pseudonym, and he ended up singing O Canada at the game, and, but he sang it like in the cadence of O Christmas Tree. I want you to hear this and give me your first thoughts of like what was probably going through his mind and how it got to from O Canada to O Christmas Tree. Here's a sample. From far and wide, O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. From far and wide, O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. All right, there you go. So, God. so just probably not prepared, a panic, uh, uh, losing your, having a blank and just going. For nuance, he started it off well enough. Oh, like he did. All, all you, the notes right. were, the, were, mm -hmm. were where they needed to be the first three or four, and then it just went off the rails. I'm, I'm guessing panic. Yeah. I'm, guess, I'm guessing absolute <laughs> panic. That sounded like he, he had heard the song before. Everyone usually knows the first few notes of that song. And then of the and, anthem or Old oh, Christmas Tree? Of, of the anthem. Both. Yeah. Um, but then it just sounded like he had no clue where he was going after that. So he was just like, I know Christmas Tree. Let me just change all the words. And wow, that was phenomenal. Pretty good, I'm, eh? I'm actually impressed that he was able to flip it over that quick. That's not it. So was his panic handled better than my panic when I attempted the Star Spangled Banner? Um, it, it, it was different because <laughs> he just sang a completely different song with different words. Uh, you could argue... <laughs> The same could be said for I, Darren's version. I mean, version. You, you did sing oh, a, a, some, not the some Star sort Spangled of song. You it, see. It was, there it is. Yeah. Uh, hold on. At least, at least, at least <laughs> the, dr the drum line's screwing me up. Yeah. Well, blame it. Blame uh, it on that, buddy. There was a rehearsal in the game. It just gone any better. In, 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 in the, the building when I was doing that. 
you realize now oh, I'm competing man. against ourselves in, in that old uh, and and Carnell, you tried to, to coach me through that because I mm -hmm. lost the bet to uh, to Ryan Wallace. Um, to be fair, uh, Dennis Casey Parks came back and did it correctly a couple of weeks later. Okay. But uh, have you ever had a moment like that? where it's pure panic. Not not necessarily an anthem, but a performance of some kind. There was, um, a f uh, quite a few years ago, I was doing an opera at UNLV. Um, Carmen, for those people who know opera, it's the one that's dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know. And right before I was about to go on for the first time, I completely blanked on the song I was getting ready to sing. I, it went out the window, and this was seconds before I was about to step on stage. And I was like sweating, I was panicking, I was almost start, I almost had a panic attack. And the second my cue was on, I stepped on stage and I just started singing and I was just, and everything just was just like right back in place. So I haven't had a point where I've completely forgotten it, but where I've completely forgotten it and had to make something up, but it was a very close call. And that's probably the most scared I've ever been doing something. I bet. It was hard. <laughs> um, do you are you running through the song, even the anthem, right before you go out there, or by now is the does the anthem just happen? So I always sing through it once before because um, even, even now, right? Yeah, even now, wow. um, just because people don't understand how difficult that song actually is. Oh, it, I do. It, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, present company. Most people, uh, most people, <laughs> most laymen. Let's just say that. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, non-performers. Yeah, yeah. Again, not even close to the same <laughs> song. <laughs> um, but I, I just I run through it just to make sure because there have been a couple of times where, as I'm singing it, even I'm like, didn't I just sing that? And I'm like, no, it didn't happen. But um, it's just because the first part and the second part before you get to the and the rockets regular right before that part, those first two lines sound exactly the same they're the same exact beat the same exact melody and so it's really easy to be like oh that i i don't know if i already sang that so i always do it just to just to make sure and then make sure not to second guess when i'm out there on stage golden pipes is with us uh, here at finley vw where he's part of the marketing department and uh, we're at the valley Automall at the vegas golden knights insider show you ever look up at the, uh, the like the words are on the the that's my that's, that's my safety net. Yeah, I, you, I, you I ever like do that. that I, oh yeah, I like really? that. I like that it's up there. Um, and there was a moment. <laughs> you uh, thought that was a stupid <laughs> question, didn't you? No, <laughs> no, not at all. There, there was a moment in uh, 2019, I think, where um, the, the video had a glitch, and uh, and the, and all the production projections on the ice, um, they had glitched for the entire thing. So I look up, and there was nothing there, and I was just like. Oh, <laughs> and I started singing it, but I was just like, "Oh man, the words aren't there," and I didn't go through it this time. Buddy, um, when he d when he does those the the, the little uh, notes, yeah, it gets gets me excited for hockey. Right? It, yeah. No, it it absolutely does, and it's going to be really exciting to be back in the building hearing you sing because I don't think there's anyone in sports that does it as well as you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, but I, I guess kind of the question because when you when you talk about how difficult of a song it is to, to sing I always just kind of assume that was the notes you had to hit but mm -hmm. it sounds more like it's the phrasing and, and the words and, and the fear of forgetting what you've already sang. That's the biggest thing for me personally yeah. is making sure I don't sing the same line twice. And then if you do, it's really easy to just start panicking after that and making up things and messing up. Um, but but you're also right in saying that, you know, the notes are, it's not, 
like Oh Canada, um, I love that song because yeah. it's within it's within the octave, eight notes. Um, with with the Star Spangled Banner, it's uh, thirteen notes. Mm. So you do have to have a little bit bigger of a range, and not everybody has that. So it can be difficult note wise. Absolutely. I. I mean, that, that's fascinating. Now, I do have a question in terms of uh, some of the vehicles here. Mm -hmm. If you had to assign a vehicle to Darren, to Chapman, and to me, which would they be and why? Well, I would probably say Chapman's Darren. the used vehicle. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Like, no, no, no. This is, this is the bumpers. No, no, no. no. Fall, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm, off. I'm putting my foot down here. <laughs> this is a time for Carnell <laughs> to give us his opinion. Damn it. You're 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 a sideline for right now. Go for it. All right. So, uh, with Darren and how um, how quaffed his hair usually is, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the the, the luxurious Arteon R line, the the top of the line. Um, uh, with Ryan, uh, with how functional and logical he is. I'm going to go probably with a, uh, a Jetta or a Passat because it's got good gas mileage, but it's still got that fun, sporty uh, look to it. That's what and people say about me all the time. I, yeah. I, I've heard it yes. all the time. And then with, uh, with Chapman, um, I'm definitely going to go with – I'm going to go with the new – it's not out yet, but it's coming out – the new VW Buzz, B-U-Z-Z. Mm. Um, it's actually – it's the bus. But it's um, all electric. Wow! Yeah, well, he does look like the what you think about a electric vehicle sure. consumer. Yeah, yeah I just, just saw googled the that by the way, and uh, the first picture I see a surfboard on the roof in front of the beach, and I'm thinking that's definitely me. Yeah, that, yeah. How you doing, Chapman? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks <laughs> for asking. Yeah, man, it's, it's good to talk to you. <laughs> all right, yeah. I want one of those. Yeah, I want I one of those. That? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah those, those are those. I'm, I'm not lying. It's beautiful. It's 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 pretty pretty awesome looking. Yeah, the batteries. See, that's a Westphalia, but electric. Well, it's a that's bus. that's what I'm going cross country in. Yeah, yeah it's happening. And you that's can you cool. can you can customize them with seats that turn around. Yeah. No like, way. Yeah, like captain chairs. Yeah, yeah. And and because it's all, all electric, that um the batteries are like surfboard uh, shaped, and they're all in the bottom of it, so there's no uh, big engine compartment or anything like that. That was really good. What you just did there with the with the vehicles assigning the vehicle. Did you guys talk about that before? Or you no. just do that no. on the fly? No, I'm a professional. Threw it right at me. Yeah, that's impressive. You want to hang out in the TV set every now and then? <laughs> hey, I, I walk by you a lot. So I know I you do. Just, <laughs> I just need to try and bump a lawless out of there, which isn't always the easiest thing to do. No, but, that. Uh, uh, <laughs> but but we can work on it. <laughs> we can take a wheel off the off the yeah. chair. Uh, yeah. What are you excited about this this season? You've been uh, there from the start. Um. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't even know what I can talk about. Um. Most people are coming back. Uh, we just had a big meeting. Yesterday, um, you know, Mark and Katie coming yep. back in arena hosts, um, Chance, Golden Knight. I mean, everybody's coming back. Um, we're we're not we're not uh, cooped up in the castle anymore. Are you going to be on the ice? That's uh, I don't know yet, but we are allowed to go around. Oh, that okay. I do know. Um, they're they're trying to get back as as normal as possible. So masks, um, uh, everybody, as long as you have a mask on. You'll be, we'll be able to wander around and everything. So that's that. I'm really happy about that. If you could come up with a way to perform with Carnell Johnson, Golden Pipes, uh, VGK Games, and and other performances around town, we're at uh, Finley VW in the Valley Auto Mall with the Fox Sports Las Vegas VGK Insider Show. If you could come up with a anthem performance, 
that you designed. Like I could lower you from the roof as you <laughs> sang it, or, or or something like that. What what would you do to still be the anthem and give it the proper respect, but be so carnal? Oh, that's that is a tough question because I just like going out there and singing it. You know, I don't like pomp and circumstance with it. I like. I, I like it when people can sing along with you. Mm-hmm. With with anthems, I, I, I've said this a lot, is that when people cover songs and they kind of make it their own, it can be really, really cool. I've heard some amazing covers from other bands. With anthems, and this goes across the board, I think it's one of those things that, especially if you um, are in love with your country and you want to sing along with it, you should just sing it as it's written. Does it bug you when people mess with it? <sighs> no, not, no, not really. What... The, the way I look at it is that they're putting their own spin on it. And would I do it? No. But do I hate them for doing it? Absolutely not. Um, now, when they make it about themselves, that, that irks me a little. Like when they're, oh, say, can you see? You know, none of that. Um, but, you know, people just want to wanna sing along. They want to have a good time. I wish I could do what he just did. <laughs> I, I, I've been I doing it for years, though. Yeah. I, I can't jump into goalie and block. Well, I don't know if you could do that anymore. Uh. But <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you use an example that I can that's actually a, do? <laughs> that's a drop right there, Chris. Tag that one, buddy. Hey, uh, this has been awesome hanging out with you. Everybody driving around town, you're in the 215, head out to the Valley Auto Mall and, uh, and come and look at the vehicle. Uh, the buzz is going to be out here, the bus, uh, but the BUZZ. Uh, Arjun is here. Uh, and and check uh, check out Carnell and and ask for Carnell and, and talk hockey with him for a little bit. He has permission to come out and talk hockey with you if you come in and and look for a vehicle. And we can't wait. To, you'll be there on Sunday night. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be there on Sunday. Okay, yeah. I should probably yeah. ask you that before we. Have <laughs> I, I didn't even think about. it. I was like, I don't yeah. know if I, they told me, but they didn't tell me I couldn't say it. So. <laughs> Uh, he'll be there. Uh, we'll be back with uh, one final comment from Mark Stone talking about snakes <laughs> and Robin Leonard. It's the uh, quote of the day. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Been talking about it the entire time at Findlay VW at the Valley Auto Mall. I've been Googling the buzz, too. The bus buzz uh, coming out of this great uh, van. But the, the, the idea that there is a wind-up party, I call it a wind-up party, year-end party, at Mark Stone's house uh, this summer. And during the course of it, Robin Leonard uh, went out in the backyard and started digging up snake holes. This is, this is Mark Stone talking about uh, what happened at the, uh, at the party. And just it, he got into it with the relationship that he has with his uh, starting old tenor. Yeah, he's got some interesting stuff uh, going on in his life, which is pretty fun. Uh, the argument today was how big a snake was in, uh, in a pitcher, and he, he knows all that stuff. Um, he stirred up my backyard, and I had five snakes in my pool because of him. But uh, that's the type of guy he is. Uh, he's very interesting. He's into animals. Uh, um, you can have a lot of good topics with him. Um, you can always have a debate uh, with Robin. Yeah, he was digging them up in my backyard, digging the snake holes, and then a week later I had five snakes in my pool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring him over to get the snakes out? No, we were just having a goodbye uh, party at my place uh, after we lost, and he came over and he went out back and had five, di- five snakes in my pool. <laughs> 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 uh, just that day. Well, he doesn't bring them. He just, <laughs> just... Like, can you imagine walking out, first of all, 
Again, dig enough snake holes. That's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done mm-hmm. that, Carnell? No. No, I've, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not a big snake fan. No, I'm not a big snake fan either. So I've never tried. Wallace, you've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want them to go away. So you dig them up, and then you want them to go away, but they end up in your pool. Well, I mean, usually I'll fill the hole. Right. So they don't come back because they can't burrow, remember? Right. Yeah. What would you do if you walked out to your pool and there was five snakes in there? I'd wonder, like I'd wonder when I got a pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you had a pool. I wouldn't and panic. You wouldn't? No. I'm done. We see a lot of things. I'm done. Out on the homestead. There's no way yeah. I'm handling that very well. Are you, Carnell? I mean, living here all my life, you know, I've, I've seen snakes. I've been around them a little bit. Um, if I saw five in my pool, I would wonder, like, what, what, what? just hatched. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I'd probably just I'd get them out and put traps around, would you, most likely. Would you call somebody to get them out? No. Or if, would you scoop them out yourself? Yeah. I mean, if they were dead, yeah. I'd just They're scoop dead. Them out. Okay, yeah. I would just scoop them out. and You'd call somebody? Call I'm calling somebody. Really? Yeah. Or I'm making my kids get them. <laughs> wow. And I'm definitely not going in the pool to scoop them out. Oh, no. A- am I the no, only no. one who just allowed him to say he would let his kids go get them? <laughs> you <laughs> well, didn't. I mean, you didn't allow him. No, he no. Am it. I the only one who's, who's, who's not going to call him out on that? No, 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 no. We're we're beyond calling out some of Darren's <laughs> ridiculous takes. Come I on. Hope, I hope your wife and kids. Well, we know his wife going. listens to the show, so. Yeah. Keep I, digging, buddy. My I'm, wife, I'm guessing sleeping down the hall tonight. I do that anyway. And and <laughs> and Jen Jen's the one telling me to get the kids in the pool to get them out because she's behind me. She hates snakes more well, than anything. Well, she probably wants to push you in. That is very appropriate. Uh, thanks to Carnell. Thanks to everybody at uh, Finley VW, Valley Automall. Come on down and check it out. Uh, it's awesome. Great vibe. Very cool. It's very uh, VW. And we'll chat with you on Monday after Sunday's preseason opener, everybody.